What is up, everyone? It is Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, so you guys know what that means. Another edition of the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built on Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. We have a jam-packed show. He, I'm Peter. He's Lance. Lance, how we doing right now, man? Well, I tell you what. I won a couple fantasy football matchups this week. I qualified oh, or advanced in the Best Ball Mania tournament on Underdog Fantasy, which the Buffalo Blitz is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. So use promo code BLITZ now, and you'll get a promo a uh, deposit match up to $100. Also, you'll get a mystery player uh, pick'em special. So a lot of these specials are a player to get over 0.5 yards or something like that. So sign up now. Yes. You'll get a player special for for someone to maybe get over 0.5 yards, and those things are uh, easy money for that. So, well, um, again, is it is it easy money? I had Aaron Rodgers last night on mine. Oh man, it was not easy yeah. money, Lance. I found that out real fast because he was out before he got a yard. Wow. So yeah, those are I special think. circumstances, I think. So, anyways, uh, promo code Blitz. Uh, I believe Best Ball Mania. Um, is the largest fantasy football contest uh, going. And I'm not sure if you can still enter or if entries are closed after week one, but go check it out. There's best ball drafts every week. And uh, that's enough of the sponsor. So uh, seeing some comments coming in, keep this, keep the comments coming. Love that. Um, yeah. What a night for the Buffalo Bills in week one, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I think that, uh, you know, week one is a very, very tough kind of kind of game to gauge. You know, I think everything I was sort of concerned or nervous about came to fruition. Um, things were not clean. There were some good things that did happen, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And then there were the things that you know about that happened and that um, that really kind of broke Bill's Mafia's heart in, in all intents and purposes. I think that um, you know, when your quarterback turns the ball over four times, um, that's just a little bit disappointing. And I think uh, we were hopeful to, to avoid that. Um, and, and I think it hopefully gets cleaned up. But, but man, a, a tough way to start the NFL season because you have the Miami Dolphins going 1-0 and you want to keep pace with them. You had the Chiefs and the Bengals losing, so you have the opportunity to kind of get a game up on them. And those are important games in the conference and the division. Um, the Jets probably will not pose any sort of a threat uh, when it comes to the playoff race at this point because without Aaron Rodgers, they're just not going to be able to consistently beat teams week in and week out, even with that great defense they have. I think um, you know, not every team is going to turn the ball over four times and give them the field position that they got and which allowed them to score enough points um, to, to then send it to overtime and, and have a, a punt return. <laughs> you know, their offense didn't even win the dang game for him. It was special teams and defense. So uh, not, not necessarily a sustainable model from, in my opinion, for the jets, but um, you know, we're not necessarily here to talk about the jets. So Peter, let's get into your initial thoughts yeah. here on, on, on the bills. Well, Keep the comments coming. If you guys want to just air your bad karma, all that stuff, feel free to do in the comment section. Um, if you want your comment up 
drop a super chat if you're on YouTube. We appreciate that. We'll try to get to as many comments as we can tonight. But you know, it's a busy night. So if you want your comment on the screen, talked about super chat is the way to go if you're on YouTube. Uh, John is asking before I get into, I guess, my rant. Micah Hyde and Mitch Morse. I believe Micah Hyde was just cramping. I believe that was what's wrong with Micah Hyde. He was cramping, which is not a long-term thing, so I wouldn't worry about that. And Mitch Moore stayed in the game. So I'm going to go on the limb and say he's okay at this point. I guess we'll know more tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday when they they start practicing again, we'll know more tomorrow. So find out more tomorrow. But I think Micah Hyde was just cramping, so that's fine. And Mitch Moore stayed in the game. So I think he's okay, along with Greg Russo. He looked a little banged up. Jordan Phillips and all that stuff. We'll get more information on that tomorrow, but I don't think anything crazy injury concern came out of last night's game. Uh, and I we'll, we'll get we're going to dive right into it. We don't really have a ton of banners tonight. We're just going to talk about it. We'll get to some Raider stuff like we always do towards the end of the show. Like we like to preview the next game. This game tonight might be a little different, but we'll give you some thoughts about the Raiders. We'll give you our score map predictions for the Raiders game on Sunday, which is all of a sudden a must-win game in in my opinion. But and I was just reading the notes from the press conference yeah. from Sean McDermott today, and he didn't mention anything about yeah. Morris John. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, my guy was cramping. That's what I read, which is, yep. I think if they went on defense, I think he would have came back in the game. They just never got to go back on defense. Uh, last night was a disaster. It was a complete and utter disaster. It was, well, going into the game, you had a ton of hype. You had a ton of hype about the Jets more than the Bills. And I get it. You have Aaron Rodgers coming to your town. It makes sense. All that stuff. It's great for publicity, great for the media. I didn't knock it. Uh, obviously, Rodgers goes out. So Rodgers comes out of the game. And for about maybe what was it, like 20 minutes, Lance, he was still technically could come back. He was questionable. questionable. We didn't fully know. Once you're here, he was in a boot. You're like, he's probably not coming back when some guy goes. Yeah, once the cart kind of came out to the yeah. weekend, it was kind of like, yeah, probably not a good sign. So you're thinking in my head, and I was texting with one of my friends that's a Bills fan, and he was like, well, at this point, we were thinking, we got to score points because Rodgers might come back. You want to maybe go up 10 nothing, 14 nothing, make him come back with a little deficit. He doesn't. You go up 3 nothing. you go up. 10-3, you go 13-3 going into the half, right? You leave some points on the board, which you cannot do, and they did. You score, instead of kicking a field goal to end the half, and you score a touchdown, if Josh makes that pass to James Cook, and it's 17-3 going into the half, this game is over, and we are not having this conversation right now that they lost. We're having a, a conversation where they didn't play well, but they won the game, which is a total different type of conversation than you didn't play well and you lost the game. So you had that. And then... The second half was probably the worst second half I've seen the Bills play in recent memory under Sean McDermott and Josh Allen, maybe outside of Josh Allen's rookie year when that season was just a wash. It was one of the worst offensive performance performances I've seen out of this team. It was it was just unbearable to watch. And you kept the Jets team that the life was sucked out of that building when Aaron Rodgers went out and when they probably saw on Twitter that he was out for the rest of the game. I'm assuming the life on that offense was sucked out. You brought in back Zach Wilson into the game that struggled mightily last year. 13-3. All you had to do in that second half before the final drive was kick a dang field goal. You go up 16-3 or 16-6, the game is over. Yeah. The game And is even over. despite all the, the three interceptions, it really comes down to that last fumble, right? If yeah, we're going to no, break it down... To it, to you know what exactly you know the Bills were able to survive 
four turnovers actually, you know, because we ended up tying the dang game and going to overtime. And then and you know, we can talk about overtime, uh, we'll get to like, that. but, we'll get but to it's that. just yeah. a matter of like, despite all four turnovers by our quarterback, you still have a tie game going in overtime. So it's just, it's so frustrating to even be in that position. I just watched back the all 22 before we got on air here, I was able to squeeze it in and mm-hmm. finish watching it. And the, the one thing I was kind of keying in on looking at was that Allen fumble and it's just total in a hurry. It's no reason for it. Okay. It's a tie game at that point. You know, this you're sweet. running, you want right. to run the clock down in that situation. Right. So this, someone's got to slow him down, man. It's, someone's got to slow him down. It's one of those things. There was four and a half minutes when you got the ball back tied at 13. All you have to do, you get two to three first downs. The game is over. Yep. You're in field goal range. The Jets are going to burn timeouts and you kick the game winning field goal. That's how the NFL works. Really? Like if you have under five minutes and you have the ball, you should win that game. And you go back and watch that, right? He fumbles, he picks it up, and he just starts panicking. Yeah. Just go down, man. Live to play another down. It was first down. Yes, exactly right. And you gave him another life. And then once again, your defense bailed you out. He just runs headfirst into Quentin Morris. And then the guy, 72 or whoever it was, jacks him up up. and gets the ball. I was like, what in the world? And your defense got to stop again. And you know what? That last drive was great. That last drive they sent it to OT. That was a great drive by the Bills. Where the hell was that for the whole second half? Where was that? Right. Like, why does it like have to become into the final drive of the game where they all like, you know what? Let's start clicking. Let's start hitting the open guys. No, like, why is that a thing? And let's get to the Josh Allen turnovers. Look, I love the guy, and we're gonna ride or die with this guy for the next 10 freaking years. It's gonna be our quarterback. And you, yeah. you like it, get find a new team because you're not getting another one. It's one of those things where, and we'll bring up some, I have some images I want to bring up in a little bit that kind of highlights this type of thing. Some of those passes make no sense. It's, you're not down 25 points where you have to make something. You're winning the game and you're playing a team that has no offense. That has and he could no have been picked offense. off once or twice otherwise as well. You had yeah. one to CJ Mosley right in the hands. And then, uh, it's like, not it's sure like if there's read another the room. One. Yeah, it's like when you, you it's know. like it's like Lance. It's like when you send a bad tweet in a bad situation or make a funny joke in a bad situation. Read the room, Josh. That was not the right read. Those were not the right plays. There's no need to air it out. And there was the amount of times that they had open guys across the middle to check downs to all that stuff, and he just didn't find his guys was was unbelievable. And it's the first interception makes no sense. The second interception makes no sense. And the third interception makes no sense. It's forced balls when you are winning the game against Zach Wilson on the other side. And you're playing a defense that has, you have struggled in the past. And I'm going to give credit to the Jets' defense. The Jets' might season probably is over. They're probably winning six to seven games at most. But that def- I feel bad for that defense because that defense is one hell of a defense. That offense is going to be brutal for the rest of the year no matter who they bring in because there's not enough guys available that they can bring in to save this team what Aaron Rodgers would have done. The problem is is you gave them options. Jordan Whitehead hit his incentive last night. His incentive was three interceptions. Yep. He hit it last night. He one played game. one game. You got to be kidding me. You have to be kidding me with that. 
Yeah, and like I said, you get the sloppy thing. So like the interception that or the incomplete pass that could have been intercepted by C.J. Mosley was a bad read where he just stuck with the same guy too long. And, you know, luckily that gets dropped. And those are the kind of plays where I would expect like, okay, he, you know, didn't go through his progression on this play and he kind of stuck with a guy too long. And then that happens once in a while. Totally understandable. But those interceptions are not that. Those interceptions are trying to do too much. Or even, I might give him the, the third interception. I'll give him the, the, the fact that he didn't throw the ball in the right location. So the ball came out inside, which you can't yeah, do in that situation. That. Needs to go a little bit more touch to the, out, to the sideline. And then it's Gabe or nobody. And that's the pass you have to throw there. And then that was a missed throw. So there you go. That one interception right there. I give it to him. You know, you get you get one of those a game, you know, where you just make a bad, yeah, throw, make a bad throw. The defense makes a good play. Fine. Totally understandable. But the first interception, I think you got that up. You got the photo? Yeah, let's go to it. We're going to go to the first interception. Look and at the so, room, right? Yeah. This is – so I'm going to put – it says on the screen, it's 3 nothing. Rodgers is out. It's 13 minutes in the second quarter. Ton of game left. Ton of game left. Third and eight. Well – this is, again, this is one of the interceptions that if you had to mark up the three interceptions, which one that didn't matter the most, it was this one. It was because it was basically they picked it off at the four-yard line, but it didn't lead to that Brees Hall <laughs> run, which led the points. So I guess you can play that. Lance, what do, what do we see here on third and eight? Just a well, ton of green field in front of Allen, right? And what is Allen good at? Running, running, the, with, football. running the football. What is this? I, I, what am I what, what am I looking at here? And if you see the image here, guys, it's it's and if you're on audio, sorry about that. If you're on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, sorry about that. But if you go back, it's the third and eight play with the 13 seven minute mark in the second quarter on third and eight. Josh Allen has a chance to pick up the first down with his legs, but instead, look at that throw in motion right now. He's not planted. He's off his kind of like leaning back kind of on his front foot, a little bit on his back, throwing off balance. And look, he has the, he got basically the ball to the end zone. So it was on talent. It was like, that was like a 70-yard pass like that, it's which is crazy. 73 yards in the air, off balance across his body. It's into double Just coverage. Insanely stupid throw. And, you, and you, you give him, like, again, you can give him some of these other throws where, you know, maybe just missed and stuff. But this decision, regardless of the throw, regardless of what throw – comes out of his hand there. Yeah. The decision to even throw the ball in this scenario is just really wild to me. Like what like Diggs maybe has affected his brain so much that he's just really gonna say, screw it, Diggs is out there somewhere and do that in real life. I mean we did we talk about that. There's shirts made that says, ah, oh, screw it, I'll just throw it and Diggs is out there somewhere. But Jeeps, man, this is like I don't know. Even if you don't get the first down, who cares? You just punt the ball. Well, well, and I mean, it, and it didn't matter. Right. That, but yeah, that's but why. Why give the ball away? Go try to get a first down, compete and have a shot at a first down right there. There's so much room but, in front of them. Now, there is a safety looming there out of the picture, but it's just like, come on, man. Look, how many times have we seen Josh Allen take on a safety run to the sideline? Even if you don't get it, like try. <laughs> it's it's it was a better option than the past, and I like Lance. You brought this 
point up with the three interceptions. The third one was a bad pass, right? Yeah, he just missed the, the first throw. two. Made a bad throw. The first two were bad decisions. Those yeah. I cannot live with. I can live with, like you said, I agree with you. That third one where he had Davis and he put it behind him a little and interception. I can't live with that in the moment and where it was at that game because it got the Jets right back in the game and that led to the game time touchdown. I can't live with that mistake with the time and the place and you can't do that. I can live with a bad pass. It happens. He's not perfect. Nobody is. Mahomes does it all the time. Everyone does it. I cannot live with these decisions. These are the decisions that you cannot justify from Josh Allen. And I, I'm going to defend Josh Allen forever. He's my quarterback, and I think the Bills can win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen. You cannot win a Super Bowl when he's playing sugar high Josh Allen. It doesn't work like that. There's moments, and some guy there's well, there's moments where he needs to do this, and he's great, and he's great at that last drive. Go back and watch that last drive to head an OT. That was a great Josh Allen drive. That was great because he was concise, he was accurate, he hit his reads, he hit the guys he was supposed to. He stayed in the pocket. He did his thing. These are the plays that cannot happen. These are the dumb decisions that cannot happen. It's, it's, it's inexcusable, and it leads to a – given in the NFL, it's not college football where you can make mistakes and it doesn't bite you because your team is so much more talented than the team you're playing on the other side in mm-hmm. 70% of the matchups. It's the National Football League. You, you figured out what happened when you gave the Jets enough chances. You gave them one too many, and that led to a touchdown. And then you gave them another one that led to the game-time uh, – game, field goal that took the lead and then they obviously tied it up we bills tied it up and we'll get to the ot but lance it's one of those it's one of those reads that just makes no sense yeah it makes no sense especially with a guy who's so prone to taking off and running the ball like we said does it every chance he can get it seems did it many other times and laid his body on the line um after this play and before this play you know, we saw him running the ball and it just doesn't make any sense to on a third down with that much field ahead of you to not be a competitor and 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 take off. And and he did it after that. He kind of seemed to learn. But then, he, you know, another one where he just, again, um, throws it up to Diggs on the on the second interception. Um I'm trying to remember now the the down and distance that, that it was, but, but um, but he the second reception was similar to the first where he just chucked it up between double yeah, coverage yeah, to yeah. digs for no reason, and that in that case they were on the Jets side of the field, and it's, so regardless if you throw that ball away, you at least give up your kicker Tyler Bass who has a hell of a leg. I mean, he made that field goal from 50 yards with a ton of leg left. It hit near the top of the cro- the top of the uh, upright, and mm-hmm. went in. I mean, you got to give him t- if you're within 60 yards, you got to give him the shot to kick a field goal. You can't be just lobbing the ball up when you're on the opponent's side of this that side of the field. Can't happen. Cannot happen if you want to have success. Yeah, you can't obviously turn the ball over when you're like you said plus territory. You also can't turn the ball over when you're. When you're when you're playing, obviously when you play elite offenses, you can't. You got to maximize possessions. You needed a touchdown in the second half, and the game was over. You needed a touchdown in the game. I think the game's over. Like I said earlier, I think the game's over with a field goal. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's just one of those games that you. I went to bed last night, right? And I, when I was laying in bed, it was one of those games where you can't wrap your head around. 
you know, like that type of game where you try to mentally process what happened and how did we end up losing this game? It's just one of those games that just makes no sense. Right. It makes no sense. And I'll, let's get to the, the third interception. Um, I'm going to bring it to the screen. Sorry for the, the quality of the image, but thank you to the guy on Twitter. I forgot who it was who uh, gave, gave this to me. So this is, I'm going to, for people on the audio platforms, Bills thir- up 13-6, 9.47 left in the fourth. Big drive here. You go get points, you win the game. Third and two, you are at your own, what is that, the 40, 43, 43. right before the 43, third and two. And this is the third interception that Lance was talking about, the bad throw. It was also a bad read. The throw wasn't great. Bad read. Lance, what do we see here? I know we, we can't see. So we see Latavius Murray in the flat right there, but we see this defender coming in. Right here. So that is probably, a t- I don't know if Latavius Murray can make that man miss at this point of his career. So that right. may be not the best option. Second option right here. We got Diggs, the second circle. You have Diggs yeah, in the middle of Diggs. the field. Diggs had is the option. Diggs. Diggs is the option. And then you have, that. I forgot, that's either Kincaid or Knox. It's Kincaid, but it's still not a great throw to Kincaid it's, because Sauce Gardner's right there. And so It's a dangerous throw because you're throwing across your, but he made the throw just a deeper throw. Same thing, but again, he threw it inside. He didn't make the the throw he no. needed to. He yes. needed to throw it. So same same with the gate with the Gabe route. He needed to throw this to the outside to the sidelines to give uh, Kincaid a chance at the first down there. But the throw to me is got to be Diggs here. It's got to be. Is, I mean, why why would you not? You're forcing the ball down the field to Diggs all game, it's, and it's, now it's fourth quarter crunch time. Get him the ball. What are we you're doing? Using your best receiver. And the, the Jets' two best defenders, DJ Reed and Sauce Garner, are nowhere near them. Nowhere near Diggs. And you force it to Gabe Davis. You force that ball. I know it wasn't a great throw at. Excuse me, but. Still forced. I get it. But You forced it. Like, you know, it was. There was no need. Throws, it, was, so. it wasn't third and 12. It's, it's like, this is so frustrating. This is so frustrating. You look at this read. Diggs. And even the Murray's a better pass. I don't know if Murray makes. The man miss. I don't love that option. It's not. I think I would like it better if it was James Cook. And I think James Cook should be on the field on third down and two. That's probably who you want on the field instead of Latavius Murray. Uh, this is a bad play. This is Diggs right in the middle. And like, I get that stomach, like you know when your stomach just turns. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that right now because I can see the mistakes. This is this is the Bills self inflicting wounds. It's one of those plays. Yeah, you're right. Knox is right behind Diggs. So it's not, it's, it's Kincaid in the flat. It's one of those, it's one of those plays where you look back and you're just like, what the heck? When I watched watching it live, I said to myself, Kincaid, Kincaid, and then he throws it to Davis and you know, what happens happens. But you know, again, could have lived with the decision if the throw was better and it was the placement was to the outside and he was either Gabe or nobody, you know, then you got a fourth and two, um, at, you know, near midfield, you either go for it or at least you punt and try to pin them deep and then things are different, but you give them all the momentum when you keep turning the ball over like this. And I think this third interception is the one they scored the touchdown off of, if I'm not mistaken. They did. They did. And yeah. it's just, again, you know, you survived the first two and the first, like you said, the first one was like, well, whatever yeah, still shouldn't happen. One. looks like you have room to run in, in front of you, but you know what? You pinned them down at their four, the or three. So it's just a good punt. And at the end of the day, 
which, you know, you can live with, but it still gives them energy. You still give the other team energy anytime you throw an interception. So let, you know, let the punters punt, you know, throw it out of bounds. If you're just going to heave it, just heave it out of bounds and let the it's, punter come in and punt the ball. And that, right, that right. saves momentum, you know, Lance, you, and that's, that's important. I think you pick up this first down, right? Let's say you pick this up the digs. Let's say he catches the ball. It goes to about midfield, right? You yeah. never know. He could more green space than I remember here, but he's getting he at the, least to the 47, but there's yeah. still a defender yeah. there. You can't Whatever. see it's off yeah. the screen. So he gets to the midfield. You get one more first down. You're basically in field goal range. Mm-hmm. The game's over. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, you had so many chances in this game. And after the two turnovers, you still had this opportunity and you still didn't convert. This is, and look, Ken Dorsey's got a lot of hate on Twitter today. And I don't think he called a particularly incredible game, but I'm not going to put the blame on Ken Dorsey. He made one bad call, in my opinion. One bad call. The second and 15 um, was bad. Yeah. And, and honestly, those plays were kind of working. If you go back and watch the All-22, mm-hmm. the shotgun sure. handoffs to Cook were really, and I'll, I'll send it to you. I'm going to get it uh, screen captured later and I'll send it over. But um, I think I have, I think I got that account. I think we're all good. Oh, perfect. Okay. So, you know, he, he did this thing where he's in the shotgun, right? And and Cook stays to the to the side of him. And then mm-hmm. Allen kind of runs over and hands, hands in the ball. And, and then Cook kind of goes off tackle almost. It's really cool. Um, the way they kind of ran some of these plays out of the shotgun, the running plays. I thought it was it was interesting the way it was so almost like a stretch out of the gun was something different I hadn't seen necessarily before. So it's, you know, when you have an athletic quarterback, you can do those kind of things and, you know, pull some guys around and different things like that. Um, but my OCD is killing me here. I got to take that off the screen. Sorry. Oh, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> um, all good. But yeah, so, you know, again, the, the third interception, yeah. Davis is bracketed. He's got the safety over the top. And then you have Sauce Gardner underneath him. You know, once he sees the throw, he comes up. So it kind of appears as though Dave was double, Gabe was double, double covered, but he wasn't. He, you know, it was just a, you know, a zone coverage to me. I believe it seemed like a cover two zone uh, on that side. And I don't know that he could have got to Kincaid. He might have been able to. Um, mm-hmm. I would, I would have rather him just take, like we said, take that ball to digs there he'd been forcing it to digs all day so why in a crunch time fourth quarter wouldn't you force it to him um but i my assumption is it's a timing play to gabe davis on the outside and alan didn't think about it he just did he just reacted and and did it off a of muscle memory and then made a bad throw and and if it's outside like i said to the sideline it's not intercepted and we're not having this conversation but oh, we win the game <laughs> yeah it's I do think the Jets defense has something on the Bills and Allen. It is it happened last year and they lost one of the games and in the second game they did enough to win offensively. The good thing is that the Jets won't be a competitor in the division because Aaron Rodgers is out. Um it all of a sudden potentially probably came became a two horse race. And it's one of those things I saw on Twitter, or if you think about it, right? It's a fun it's not funny, but it's it's weird. I've never seen a game the morning after both teams, both fan bases are in a crappy mood. Yeah. It's, right? If the exactly. Jets fan Cameron's coming in here that Allen thinks he can make every play. He, he certainly has to think that. Otherwise, he's not going to be as great as he is. So I understand. Right? But why wouldn't he run then instead of throwing it up for grabs on that first interception? If he's making a play, then, then run. There's got to be something 
to, and I noticed this and maybe it's just me, but what I noticed when I went back and, and listened to the McDermott press conference too, is he all, he went out of his way to mention that, Oh yeah, you know, Diggs had to get his and we got him there. And it's like, are we telling Josh Allen to just heave this ball up to Diggs out there so that he can get his? Like, I think that's a little, little bit of a slippery slope. Maybe it wasn't meant that way, but that's the way I started thinking. I'm like, yeah. oh, are we really doing this? Is that the conversation we're having? I don't think so because – and I get how you can – not saying you misinterpreted it in a wrong way, but he did – like, McDermott also took a shot at Gabe Davis last night. If you saw in the press conference, he said, we need to get more production. I basically have a number two receiver. We need someone else besides Diggs. Mm-hmm. Gabe Davis was kind of just isolated there. Yeah, but we could talk about that, too, because let's let's talk about and when you go back and watch the game, you'll you'll see this, too. And you probably saw it last night as well. There's plenty of throws made here that went incomplete where, you know, there's a hot route, I think, in the second interception, even. James okay. Cook's open. He's on the hot route. He's right. He's underneath. Just dump it down to Cook. And then at least you, you, whatever happens, he's still gaining like four or five yards at that point. And, Wait, and you know, you I keep ask, going. So. I want to ask you this question because you went back and watched the film, right? So Allen started nine for 10 for about like 58 yards, right? Exactly. And he was taken. And look, it wasn't producing touchdowns, but it wasn't bad. It, it was that type of game where. You can do that. Mm-hmm. It was that type of game where you just have to take the short passes. And the Jets defense was giving you that. They were. And it worked. They, they went up 10-3. They went up 13-3. If you double that in the second half, they win, was it, 26-6? to That's eh, cool. It's one of those games like, you're okay. But what went away? Did you notice anything that went, went away from 9 for 10, 58 yards to the disaster we saw unfold? I, I don't know. What the I couldn't see. Um, I know I'm putting you on the every, spot. Every, no, I know you, you can't see every um, concept and what their thought process was necessarily. Um, you know, when I was watching more of the offensive line on the first pass through the all twenty-two, that's yeah. kind of what I do. And um, and I was looking for specific things based upon my notes, so I wasn't mm-hmm. watching every route concept and every um, you know where every ball maybe should have gone um, in depth. But I think that. You know, he definitely seemed to begin to hold on to the ball and they were starting to try to call more plays that needed time to develop. Um, They did go into a um, they did go into some more empty sets, I believe they went into maybe a little more aggressive, um, you know, shot type plays that just didn't pan out and, and, you know, maybe that's frustrating. And, and Alan just says, screw it. Here we go. But, uh, you know, I think that I didn't see anything specific. No, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's, that, that's the spot. short that's answer. Not. Long, short answer long is no, I mean, I didn't see much. You notice that he begins to hold the ball a little bit longer. He's not getting it out on a rhythm, in a rhythm or a time. Um, they're running very interesting plays. And let me tell you something. I really liked and this is why I don't get I don't understand anyone trying to criticize Dorsey mm-hmm. from this game. He made one bad call in overtime. But if you look at some of those formations and some of those things, you had Shakir in there. Um, you know, one of these one of these plays, you had to actually Shakir in there motioning to the backfield and then swinging out to the Allen's right. Allen ends up dumping it off the cook to the left. 
for a nice gain, but he almost could have had Shakir to his right. And then what I'm noticing is these guys, if he's going to take a shot, take the shot to the guy that has single coverage. You have Knox and you have Kincaid on certain or, plays. Or and I don't remember the exact little plays, but I, and I didn't mark down the, the time and distance, but I just remember looking at, especially, um, you know, so I think maybe the second interception again, I was looking at, it might've been the first one as well, but go and you had the tight end coming across the other way. You know, Diggs was coming from left to right. Let's say you had mm-hmm. the tight end coming from right to left in single coverage against a linebacker. Take that shot. If you're going to take a shot and you want to just throw it up to somebody, heave it up to your big tight end to box the guy out and do a jump ball. Yeah, Diggs is not the guy in double coverage. That's not Diggs. Diggs is not a jump ball receiver. Yeah, I just it's not it's it's just strange. It was a really weird game. I and I get it. It's and as many people are saying it, it is week one. I think you know the Bills are absolutely gonna be fine. But like I said, it's a division game, an AFC conference game. These things matter for tiebreakers when it comes postseason time. Now you had an advantage to try to get a game up on the Chiefs and the Bengals. It does you had a chance to keep pace with Miami and you don't it's one of those things where like I don't think the tiebreaker with the Jets is going to matter at the end of the year but it's one of those things where what if you come out in the division end of the year and the Dolphins have one more division win right and you have the same record you're going back at this game it's what it's tough look week one does not matter it really look yeah okay no that's the wrong that's wrong statement sorry week one does matter but week one is also a liar. Week one tells you stuff that doesn't exist. Like the Bengals are not that bad. The Chiefs are not that bad. The Bills aren't that bad. The Chargers lost. The Jaguars are in a dog. If the Chiefs don't have Kelsey, and uh, obviously they're getting Chris Jones back, but with the Chiefs without Kelsey, could be uh, in trouble. You know, I even think not saying with Kelsey they're in trouble, but their receivers are not good outside outside of Kelsey. Right. And if teams can figure out just to give up only like sixty yards to Kelsey. And keep mm-hmm. him out of the end zone. It's if we're gonna I'm gonna off a tangent because I did see one comment that bugged me the wrong way, and I want to get to that in a second. But if you're one of those, if you're game planning for the Chiefs with Kelsey, as long as you just keep him out of the end zone, way easier said than done. Give up the empty yards. I don't think there's enough weapons on the outside that can beat you. That's a different story for a different day. Someone brought up Brian Dable. Today, not the day to go on go on the Brian Dable train. Did we see what he did Sunday night? Do you want that? And I love Brian Dable. I was rooting for the Giants. And Roy's right. People used to be so angry at Brian Dable. Two years ago, remember when that team was 7-6? and six? Remember when that team was 7-6 and six and they were losing the division to the Patriots? Did you want Brian Dable to be your OC anymore? No. So I don't want to freaking hear about Brian Dable. I am so sick of that. It makes no sense. You can't say you wanted a guy fired two years ago. And, oh, we want Brian Dable. What the hell do you want Brian? Brian Dable's a great offensive coordinator. He's a great offensive mind. Are, are you, but are you kidding me right now? Are you, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, the it, offensive it, coordinator is not the problem. That's, I think, the same no, point I was trying like, to make. Just like, you have also, to execute what's called out there. You have to execute. My opinion is, like, today's not the day to go Brian Dable tra- be on the Brian Dable train after Sunday night with the Like, pick a different game if you're going to go on the Brian Dable train. They just got shut out by the Cowboys at home. Mm-hmm. Like, no, don't do that. And look, execution was piss 
poor last night. They needed to make one more play. Like one more first down, maybe two, mm-hmm. and they win this game. And we are talking about right now, Lance and I, you know what we'll be talking about? The Bills didn't play well. They need to work on this, this, and this, but they won the game. And you know what? Move on to week two. Everything goes better. But we are talking about a team that lost one of those games where you feel like they should have never even be considered to be lost once Aaron Rodgers went out of the game. Mm-hmm. It's simple. And you know what, Lance? Let's get to it. They had the ball in OT. They won the coin toss. And you know what my thought was, right? So when I was watching it, I was like, I don't think the Bills can score a touchdown tonight. Again, I didn't trust the offense at that point. I want the Jets to have the ball. I would trust the Jets to get the ball first, the Bills get a stop, and you get the ball in relative good field field position, around midfield, maybe a little, maybe on 40, whatever, and you go kick a field goal. That's what I was banking on. That's what I actually, it was crazy. It was one of the, you know how you always want the ball first? I did not want the ball first. I wanted the Jets to have the ball first because I think the Bills would have got a stop because I think the Bills defense played great 95, 97% of the time last night. Maybe outside Yeah, there's three run. to five plays that I wanted back on defense. When you look at the D, de- let's talk about the defense for a minute now before sure. we get yeah. into the week two preview portion. And then we, we want to talk about some positives as well. So, oh, you know, when we're talking about the, the positive things, the defense actually was really yeah. good. I think that, you know, Terrell Bernard on two plays especially – got caught up in the wash, as they say. One was a mesh pattern where uh, Garrett Will- or, uh, Alan Lazard um, and Garrett Wilson crossed. So Trey White and Terrell Bernard ran into each other because somebody wasn't paying attention. And there even was an, a third receiver with a defender in that area too. And they just collide in the middle of the field. And then Lazard gets that big play and it starts um, you know, getting the, the Jets the momentum. I think that's when they... Uh, after the interception, they go down and, and score that touchdown. So, you know, you have to be better than that if you're Terrell Bernard. But it's week one. is the first game starting at middle linebacker. That 83-yard run um, was a little bit of Bernard getting caught up. He comes up to the line. There's a heavy, for, heavy uh, formation to the right side. Those guys crash down. Bernard gets caught up in it. Brees Hall easily makes Trey White miss, and then Jordan Poyer as well. And you mm-hmm. have to have Benford chase down Hall from you know for forty yards before he runs him out of bounds there. But yeah. that that play with Brees Hall was because Terrell Bernard got caught. He didn't get blocked by anybody. He got sucked in to the mess, and then he couldn't get himself out and freed to make the play on Brees Hall. Yeah, well, I think if you're talking about positives, I think Christian Benford played great. Yeah. I think PFF gave him uh, a pretty good grade. Uh, one of the top tier Bills, uh, edru- uh, edru- uh, defensive backs. That tackle on Brees Hall was incredible. Uh, nice chase down tackle, held him out of a touchdown and gave him three points, which is was a huge difference. Obviously, didn't matter at the end, unfortunately, but it, it did matter for 99% of the game. I thought the pressure was good. Leonard Floyd's a dog. Dude. Leonard Floyd. He's Leonard a, Floyd is a huge positive. They, Greg Rousseau got there too. You're not going to see him show up in the stat sheet, but no. he was around the quarterback a lot. And uh, you know, he missed Rodgers on the play before Rodgers got injured. He, you know, almost got sacked by Rousseau the play before. So uh Rousseau was definitely in on things. Um, you know, I think the the run defense as a whole 
was wasn't suspect. great, but it wasn't as bad as you might think. They gave up two or three big plays. There was another screen play in there that got some big yardage for the Jets. And outside of that, it was a lot of three and four and five yard here and there, but not sustainable uh, offense from the Jets. I think, you know, the turnovers and that the field position they got from that definitely helped them um, hang in the game. And that ultimately was the was the difference. Leonard Floyd, like I said, is a dog. Like that guy is a machine on the edge. And once Von Miller comes back with him and Rousseau, it's it's gonna be crazy. So the Bills pass rush. He missed an unfortunate tackle on the run play, uh, the first yeah, Brees Hall did. bounce. Uh, it was just a weird thing that the tight end actually just kind of shoved mm-hmm. him just a little bit, and Brees Hall kind of just squeezed through that little seem that it created when Floyd kind of got shoved off the uh, play. And it's just, uh, it was really, um, you know, an unfortunate play for Floyd because I think that, you know, ultimately the bills had that played pretty well outside of that one, you know, little miss there when he got shoved off and, and Brees scooted through. Milano was great for the most part, in my opinion, interception. He flies around the, the defense. He was- stuck. He absolutely stuck. Uh, Hall in the backfield yeah. after Milano's after he started reading that he the center tried to come out and and block Milano and Milano was having none of that he came through and dropped him for a five yard loss that was a, a great we, play by Milano as well we know Milano's an animal a beast out there that that's nothing new for the Bills it's the defense was good and look there's some things I'm assuming Sean McDermott wants to clean up the run defense a little less big plays limit that all that stuff but. I'm not going to sit here and be like, that's the reason we lost the game. Like, uh, I'm not doing that, and neither are you. No, Mostly nobody is. Do you want to talk about OT before we get to the Raiders? Yeah, before. I think we got to talk about it. Well, we got to react because OT was not a positive. Uh, <laughs> not a positive. So, the Bills got the ball first. Uh, didn't start well. Spencer Brown, ball start. Can't happen. That cannot happen. That is inexcusable. That cannot happen. First and 15, incomplete pass. Well, was that the pass where Knox had to go to his knees and kind of went through his hands a little? Yep. That was a tough catch. Is it probably if you asked Dawson Knox, he should have? Yeah. Is it like, are you, I'm not going to sit here and blame Dawson Knox. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think that's. Yeah, it's a play that you could have had. And then the next play after that is Diggs uh, on a similar thing. Allen throws it to where only Diggs could get it. And and it was too hot and Diggs couldn't get out there and and reach to get the ball. Little tug on the jersey. I'm not gonna sit here. We, bit, deserve, we deserve a penalty there. I, I don't think we're in the position to do that. But if you want to be there, there was a tug on the jersey. It's whatever. Uh, the the second and fifteen play, and yeah. that should just poor execution that, too. Though, if you that, want to look at that, um, well, yeah, the line yeah, well, was the the line was scrambling around to get their blocks, and I don't, I didn't see, I didn't pay attention enough and and watch it enough because I was scrambling to get down here um, to log in when I was watching the OT part, mm-hmm. but what I noticed when I was watching it back is just too many bills players standing around watching the jets go make the play. They just, the way that the blocks, the blocking scheme landed there kind of created some confusion for the offensive lineman of the bills. Yeah. And it was uh, allowed the jets to get penetration and blow that play up for not much of a game. I, I get the play call in a second. I understand it. I think it's one of those play calls where, ooh, we can kind of catch him off guard a little. Get him like maybe like yeah. an eight-yard run, set, 
10-yard run, catch him off guard, make it third and manageable after Nick we pass and Spencer Brown sent you back, which, like, again, once again, you cannot do that. That's that's cannot do that in that scenario. But I loved how I thought immediately, and I said a couple minutes ago, I wanted the Jets to have the ball first. Because I think we win the game if the Jets have the ball first. I don't think the Jets go down and score a touchdown, Lance. Yeah, I don't see any way, shape, or form where you're not putting the ball in Josh Allen's hands first to go try to win the game. I no, mean, I just no, don't – you're never going to do that. No, so. no, no, I know. I, but you get what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, what, if you, what would you rather have if you had the choice? The ball or Jets have the ball? And you, you get a stop, you get a field goal. Nah, I'm I'm taking the ball. Taking the jo- I, I'm giving okay. the ball to Josh Allen every time. That's like fair. I'm not. No, no, no I, I'm not, I get I'm it. Not. I understand what you're saying, but I I just. But it was I, my philosophy would be different. Um, my cousin Mike coming it, in here. Um, feels like the old line was struggling. Did you have any um sense of of the old line over overall? Um, they and I'll give you mine when when and when you're done. But I just wanted to see if you had any opinion on on how you thought the offensive line played. I don't think it was particularly bad. I think I think Josh created a little bit of pressure on himself sometimes throughout the game. I think that was that. I don't think the offensive line was crazy good. I thought Torrance held up really well, and he's going up against Quinton Williams, one of the best defensive tackles in the league. And you won't see Quinton Williams any most weeks. You won't see him next week. You won't see him the weekend. Like you're not going to get that type of D tackle production outside of like Chris Jones, Donald, and maybe like Jeffrey Simmons. Probably missing mm-hmm. someone doesn't really matter, but I thought the whole line was pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna leave this to you. You're more of that's more of your expertise. So, what do you and you? I don't know that McGovern's fully healthy. I think you might see McGovern on the um, injury report this week, honestly. He came up grabbing his knee a little bit, and and I just think that he um didn't seem comfortable the whole the full game. They were certainly inconsistent, but I don't think they were terrible overall. No. I think that they McDermott kind of put this really well in his press conference is that you know, that they won some of their matchups. And he was speaking more on Spencer Brown when he was talking about this, is, you know, that he won some and then he lost some. And I think that held true for a lot. You had Quinn and Williams coming up the middle on Mitch Morse on that um, second interception that Josh threw. And Mitch Morse had nothing for Quinn and Williams there. I mean, Quinn and Williams just pressed and swam right by um, Mitch Morse and created that pressure that ultimately led uh, to Josh throwing that ball down to Stefan Diggs and ultimately in the hands again of the Jets defenders. But overall, I don't think that the offensive line was terrible. There were definitely reps where Spencer Brown and others want them back where they got beat. But look, the Jets defenders are getting paid. Jets team is getting paid too, guys. Like it's not just – it's not just the bills should go out there and steamroll everyone. Like these other guys are getting paid just as well. And I think that you have to understand like there's some talent on the other side of the ball that the bills are playing and we're not far superior in talent to every team in the league or really any team in the league. I think everyone has some talent, but you have to execute. And that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing I take away from week one is that the bills still need to execute. There's not an offensive coordinator problem. There's a decision-making problem from our quarterback, and there's an execution problem from the offense as a whole. And the defense was pretty darn good. Pretty darn good overall. If you look at the PFF grades for the pass blocking, so you know how they do it, dark green, then they kind of go to that light green, all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. So dark green, 78, which is good. Deion Dawkins, pass blocker to 78. 
uh, Torrance 70.6 in the white green, and then McGovern in the white green at 70.6. Um, Mitch Morris in the mustard color, I want to call it, 63.1, and this, this is pass blocking grade. And then Spencer Brown, 58.0. The run blocking grade, there was only one person in the greenish color. No, there was not a single offensive lineman in the green. Oh nope, that's wrong. No, there's one off. Nope, there was one offensive lineman in the greenish color, and that was Torrance at 66.3. Everyone else was a yellow. Run blocking grade according to PFF was not great. Pass blocking was pretty good. Pass blocking yeah, was pretty you good. You get three guys, and in that's the what green. I'm saying. When it comes to okay. execution, especially that second and fifteen play, you know the run blocking just broke bad. down a ton, and down. that's why that. So yeah, the play. I'm not a fan of it. I want you to be aggressive. Second and fifteen, go throw. You know. Get a throw, get Josh in rhythm, try to get some, run a crossing route, run another slant. The thing they really did well when I was watching back is they put some window dressing on it. So when they had, they had Cook lined up to the right of Josh Allen, they motion him to the left. Now the linebackers slide to the left with Cook, boom, Stefan Diggs right there on the right on the slant pass. Perfect. Great job. That's what the, that's what the offensive coordinator did. He, he drew up that to get the motion, to get the defense to move, to get the route open. Yeah. Okay? That's a good offensive coordinator play. But the the lack of execution is going to haunt the Bills this year if they don't clean it up. But it's week 1, they're going to clean it up. They're going to be fine in the end of, in the end of this thing. I just the disappointment is we had the ability for in my opinion to to win this game and put ourselves in a position for future tiebreakers and things like that that may not even exist by the end of the season. You know? No, Cuz this team could go 16 and 1. This team could go 16 and 1 and we wouldn't care about this game. It's the yeah. odds are they won't. I'm not, that, you know, and even if they don't, how much do you really think home field advantage is even worth it late in the season? I don't even want to play in Buffalo anymore after what what we've seen in the postseason. It's cold. It's crappy weather. Go put us in a dome somewhere. Go put us in warm weather. Give me like that's what our. Give me the Jaguars and the Chargers. Yeah, we'll go one and two seeds. I can go to freaking L.A. and when there'd be mostly Bills fans anyway. Exactly. (laughs) Let's go to L.A. Let's go to uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Absolutely. Yeah, give me. I agree. I agree. Hundred percent. Not Kansas City or not Cincinnati. (laughs) None of those places either. before we get to the last 10, 15 minutes of the show, and if you're listening on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter, we appreciate everyone in the comment section. We see it. It's just one of those episodes where it's just, just too much to talk about to get to your comments, but we appreciate it. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, awesome. We appreciate it. this. will come out tomorrow morning on all those podcast platforms or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, it's one of those games, Lance. It's not about the loss. It's the team that you lost to and that you could have won out. Without Rodgers right here. Yeah, that's, Rice yeah. does it. that's the problem. That's that's what's the gut punch. If you lost to Rodgers like this, I don't know. Most people picked us to lose to the Rodgers like this. It's But it's the game where you, you should have won. You had multiple opportunities to win, and you did it. And you did it to yourselves. That was the most gut-wrenching part that you did it. And then you lose on a punt return. And you know you are better than this. You would know you were better than this. And you played down to your competition and you gave your competition a ton of opportunities. And eventually they took it because that's what happens in the National Football League. Okay. Raiders time. 10 minutes, 15 minutes about the Raiders. The Bills, massive week two matchup. 
against a team that's coming off a narrow victory over the Denver Broncos, a team that Raiders, not great. Well, they're missing Jacoby Myers, most likely. He's going to be in concussion protocol. There's a chance he doesn't play. You have Devonta Adams. You have Josh Jacobs. But you don't have a quarterback. Jimmy G is not a quarterback at this point. And the Raiders' defense is a shell of themselves. Not great. One, Lance, one matchup or a matchup, something that we're looking for with the Raiders on Sunday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with the – That's tough to, tough to shift shift gears Wait, so well, quickly. You know but, what, but, yeah, um, you know, I think the – with the Raiders uh, game coming up here, <laughs> the biggest thing is going to be uh, getting that rhythm passing going. I really want to see, you know, what um, – McDermott was talking about and get some guys other than Diggs involved. And they used Deontay Hardy a little bit, interestingly. Um, and, and they had, I mean, they had Diggs in the backfield at one point. They did a play action play where they faked it to Knox and then threw it to Kincaid. Um, so the, the key matchup really is going to be Josh Allen versus Josh Allen. Um, it's not, a matchup where the Raiders are going to do anything. Like you said, the defense just isn't um, what it used to be or, or what it, you know, a very competitive um, big time defense. They don't have Chandler Jones and things like that there. So I think you really got to take your opportunities. Um, it's got to be zero turnovers uh, and, and it's got to be, you know, 300 yard passing and um, getting, you know, getting these receivers going outside of digs. It's got to be someone other than digs. Um, so Raiders, we'll see. I would like that to be Gabe Davis, but we'll see who it is. The Raiders secondary is not great. Their linebackers aren't great. Their pass rush without Chano Jones is not great. Okay. Max Crosby, they're going to have to key in on him. He's a great edge rusher, but he's one guy. You kind of take him away. You kind of double team him. You put a line, you put a linebacker, you put a tight end there. You kind of do your thing. This Raiders defense does not scare me. I get they only gave up 16 points to the Broncos. This Broncos team I thought would be a little better this year, but they're not. I don't think this Broncos team is great offensively. It maybe Champagne eventually kind of flips them into the right way. Um, you have Josh Jacobs and you have Devontae Adams on the opposite side, Lance, right? Both really good at their position. You're gonna have to key in on them. It's Trey White, it's Christian Benford against Devontae Adams, and it's you're gonna have to stop the run against Josh Jacobs. You gotta make Jimmy G become a pocket passer and make him make throws. And I think you're okay. And if the Raiders don't have Jacoby Myers, who had two touchdowns against the Broncos, it kind of creates a different style of game. So it's one of those things, take away Adams, take away Jacobs, just do your thing, clean football, and you should be okay. It's one of those games where you just play your yeah. game, you're going to be fine. You're at home, it's going to be loud, play behind the crowd. It's a 1 o'clock start. I love the 1 o'clock starts. I hate primetime games. It's You're in Buffalo. The Raiders have to make a trip from Vegas to Buffalo. Not an easy trip. You're the way better team. Take care of business and put this game in the past. Doesn't have to be pretty. Doesn't have to be flashy. Do the right thing. Make the right passes and win the game. I could probably say this every week, but I think that, you know, the defensive line in both trenches, you know, I, I want to see mostly the defensive line come up big here um, and, and really – hold the Raiders offense down um, and, and get penetration in order to stop Jacobs and get penetration in order to stop the ability for Garoppolo to hit Devonte Adams on any big plays. Roy with the comments, trying to make us all laugh on this fun Tuesday <laughs> night, but 
I think it's one of the games where you got to start. You got to start hot. Doesn't mean force the ball, Josh. If you listen to this, which you're not, don't force the ball. But it's one of those games you go up seven nothing, you go up fourteen nothing. It's one of those games where I think you can end it earlier than you could have. You could have yeah. done that last night. You could you could have done that last. But yeah. you did. I mean, I think the pressure and the the ability, the, defense the coverage no from the Jets defense is just was really good. And it's yeah. the you know they made him think, and you know he when he started thinking, he made poor decisions. And the Raiders there's, probably aren't going to be able to do that, so that's good. There's certain teams against elite quarterbacks that just have their number. Going into Sunday, Lance, Joe Burrow was one in five against the Browns. Now he's yeah. one in six. He's one in six against the Cleveland Browns. We're talking about one of the best quarterbacks in the league, the team that went to a Super Bowl two years ago, went to the AFC Championship game last year. They are one in six against the Cleveland Browns. And that's Some the thing. Have- Nobody's dropping down Joe Burrow. In their well, he had four interceptions last saying, year at this point. Yeah. They're still saying, oh, you know, Burrow and Mahomes and now Allen's not it's even fine. top five. And, all, no and it's like, well, guys, everyone had a bad game week one, really. Um, and, and, and no and it was Bills unfortunate, fan is you know? saying like Josh Allen didn't play bad. <laughs> no Bills fan is that yeah. off the edge where they give you that. But it's one of those games where it's it's one of those – the Jets just have a defensive scheme against the Bills and Josh Allen. They know something. And it's one of those things where the Bills needed to realize, I know how we're going back to the Jets game, but they needed to realize, look, we're not going to put up 30 points. It's not going to be easy, but we have, we're up 10 points and they don't have Rodgers. Take care of the football. And they didn't. It's so frustrating. Thinking about it, it's so frustrating, Lance. It's brutal. Okay. If you're on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, we appreciate everyone. Time for prediction time. If you're on Facebook and YouTube, Drop your comments below. What do we have for the Bills week two matchup against the Raiders? Lance, what do you got, man? So, oh, before you get there, sorry. The spread for people that gamble, and we're not telling you to gamble, is the Bills are currently, at this moment, according to Caesar Sportsbook, it's only Tuesday, so you never know, nine and a half point favorites, which is a lot. Yeah, I think they they cover big time. Um, And I'm going to go with a big score because I think it's in front of the home crowd um and i think they just really get things straightened around and and playing like you mentioned a a less talented team um especially the the gap between the offense of the bills and the defense of the raiders should be huge i'm gonna go uh probably 38 to 10 bills Hope you're right. I, mean, I wasn't frozen. I was just in shock. 38 to 10. Wow. I think the Bills cover. I don't think they win by 28 points. I think they win 27 to 13. I think the defense plays well again. I don't think the Raiders' offense is crazy good. I don't think it is anywhere near. I think the Bills score 27 points. I think 27 13. The Bills cover the nine and a half. They pretty much cruised to a victory and were feeling good heading into D.C. the following week to take on the Commanders. So 27-13, 38-10. Uh, it's one of those games where uh, Roy, Roy's trying to give us another OT game. I don't think I can do that again. <laughs> I don't think I can mentally do that again. Um, Bill's 31-20, Conor Roy. JP has 31-17. Izzy, 38-13. Lance, did this help tonight? Did this help? Uh, air all your grievances and all your frustration from last night yeah i think it did uh you know i haven't really talked about it too much throughout the day i've texted here and there uh, a couple guys wanted to talk about it on the, some of the phone calls i had today 
and um you know i obliged but overall um you know this is nice to get it out and, and really like i said i hadn't been able to watch the all 22 until just before the show so getting through that was nice um and being able to see like dude there's some really positive things coming for the bills there's a really good team there and um you know we clean up a few of the mistakes that were made uh, really the decision making from the quarterback um calm down a little bit uh you know just get more comfortable in your own skin and um you know i think we're gonna be awesome yeah i think the bills are gonna be okay last night was not pretty it was a game they should have won they need they needed to win and they did it. It's it's you got to wrap it up with that, but we got to move on to week two and we did appreciate everyone that was on this show. We hit a ton of people tonight. It was awesome. If you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Twitter, appreciate everyone that was in the comment section. If you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast, if you listen to it right now, thank you so much. And I hope you guys enjoyed the images we brought up. We, should, we might we might be doing that a little more often. We haven't done that that much on the show, but as the season goes on, try to just easier. It was fun. I think the images worked well, Lance, and I uh, give a, give people a good uh, idea of what we were talking about. Lance, tell everyone who we are sponsored by and what they should do with our promo code. The Buffalo Blitz is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Use promo code BLITZ to get 100% deposit match up to $100. Right now, if you sign up, new users will get a mystery player promo in the Pick'em games, so you'll have a player to get something like 0.5 yards or, uh, you know, whatever other uh, pick them entry they give. Um, So go and sign up now. Uh, You basically get one pick uh, almost for free. As Peter mentioned in the beginning, Aaron Rodgers uh, had the point over 0.5 yards and never get there. And that's a, that's a bummer. We never, also, I just want to, so we didn't say this yet. I don't, we never want anyone to get hurt. So uh, Yeah. fast dealing to Aaron Rodgers and, and we, you know, we hope that. So, um, but Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy app uh, in the world right now. And there is a Best Ball Mania, which is the largest fantasy football contest. But I don't know if entries are closed at this point or what. But you can still get in on weekly best ball um, and things like that. And and the and then obviously the weekly pick em, which gives you the well, chance to, you know, win money um, the same day as, as you play. So um, go check it out either the, the app underdog fantasy or the website underdogfantasy.com. sign up promo code blitz right now and get yourself a deposit match up to a hundred dollars and you get a one promo pick them. That is going to do it for us tonight on this edition of the Buffalo blitz. If you are on Facebook, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Now I think we got to start calling it X, I guess. Thank you. Retweet it, comment, like, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast, Bill and Buffalo Podcast Network comes out at tomorrow morning. And if you listen to it right now, to your drive to work, we uh, appreciate it. Make sure you download it. We'll see you guys next Tuesday, 8 p.m. We'll be recapping the Bills-Raiders matchup and getting you ready for the Bills-Commanders matchup the following Sunday. And as always, this is the Buffalo Blitz on the Bill and Buffalo Network. And go Bills. Go Bills, baby.